Hey, it's Clay. Welcome to another episode here of the Money with Clay podcast. Upfront apologies. Usually I don't do these while the market, the stock market that is, is open, uh, but it is open and I'm keeping my eye on things because there's some good, uh, there's some good movement out there. And if this doesn't mean anything to you, um, I do do some stock market trading as one of my income streams. Um, so if this sounds choppy, it very well could be. I paused the, paused the recording so I could go try to make a trade and then come back. Um, so apologies in advance if this sounds somewhat choppy. Um, my goal is not to, but um, I'm watching um, Beyond Meat. Have, have you ever heard of Beyond Meat? They must be doing pretty well because they just IPO'd today. But I'm watching that one. It's been all over the place. Um, but with that out of the way, I was, um, I'll, I'll be honest. I can, I can be honest with you, right? You know, we, we all have a relationship now. And I guess if this is the first podcast you've ever listened to, I don't know if this is a good first impression or not, but I'm just going to be honest. I was, um, I was in the bathroom, you know, just, uh, you know, doing what humans do. And I pull up my phone and I see this article and I'm thinking, oh, this is beautiful. I was just getting ready to, to do a podcast and I had one article that I was going to talk about, but these both really coincide as they truly do show the different mentalities that you can have as you approach your life, as you approach the world, as you approach problem solving. Really, it's just a mentality. And when you have a, a, you know certain mentalities that I would argue you, you should have, you need to have, I mean, the sky is the limit. There, there's nothing that you can't do. This is America. Maybe you're in Canada. Canada, great country. Unless you're living, you know, in some countries that just aren't as developed, then I, you know, I can't say the sky's the limit. But if you're in the United States or Canada or any developed country, Europe, the, the sky's the limit. But are you going to take advantage of it? Or are you going to expect other people to kind of prop you up? And the first way I want to look at this uh, is just uh, an article here. Um, from Fox News and it, it, Fox News Business entitled Minimum Wage Hikes Trigger Payroll to uh, a Tsunami. There we go. That T always throws me off. The T is silent. Minimum Wage Hike Trigger Payroll Tsunami as Small Businesses Cut Back. So what is the minimum wage? First off, I have no problem saying this. I don't believe in the minimum wage. Here is why I don't believe in the minimum wage. And I'm also going to explain why the minimum wage doesn't actually work. But... I don't believe in it because let's say that there's no minimum wage. And I say, you know what? You want to work for my company? I'm going to pay you three bucks an hour. Are you going to come work for me for three bucks an hour? Maybe. But what, and I'm assuming you're a logical person, what would be the logical thing to do? Okay, I can go work for Clay or I can go find a similar job. And if a similar job is saying, hey, I will pay you five bucks an hour. Oh, five bucks an hour. Well, let me do a little more research. Oh, wow, I will pay you $25 an hour. Well, do you think I'm gonna be in business very long when I'm competing against other people for their time? Because remember, that's what you are. Companies are competing for you and your time. They want your time, but you are not gonna give them your time freely. You, need, you are gonna charge for your time. So, but if I'm only willing to pay you $2 per every hour of your time, but another company who also wants your time and because this is a competitive market, they are competing against me for quality employees. So again, the assumption here is not only that you're logical, but that you're you know, a decent human being. You know, you know how to show up on time. You can shake somebody's hand. You can look them in the eye. 
dare I say even maybe smile a little bit while you shake their hand. And I'm not saying you have to be like some sort of poet with your words. For many of you, you know that is not the case for me. But you gotta, you know, the basics. Show up on time, shake somebody's hand, look them in the eye, smile, and just do what you're, you're told. So that is an assumption. But if that is you, then businesses, they are competing for you. How do they compete for you? Well, at the, at the core, they need to pay you something. And I can sit here, if there is no minimum wage laws, and say, okay, good, there's no minimum wage laws. I'm gonna offer to pay people two bucks an hour. Okay, I guarantee you I will be out of business very, very quickly because nobody would wanna come work for me. Because all somebody else has to do is offer $3. But then, who's gonna do $3? That company's going out of business. Okay, well, $4. Well, that company's gonna go out of business. Because all it takes is some company in the same you know, general sector, or same general, you know, doing some sort of something similar to say, look, I'm just gonna wipe out all these other companies because everybody else, I wanna crush them. You know, business is a competitive sport. I want to beat them. Okay, an easy way to beat them would just be to, to get all the employees. So in order to do that, I'm just gonna pay 15 bucks, 20 bucks, 25 bucks an hour, and they're not gonna get any employees. Now, of course, I wanna stay in business too. I don't wanna go out of business. So what am I gonna do? If I know that the company that you know, does the same stuff that I do is now paying 25 bucks an hour, so they're getting all the quality talent, because I don't want bums. Maybe a bum would be like, yeah, I'll work for two bucks an hour. That would probably, it would probably cost me like 20 bucks an hour to hire somebody, like, like that sort of bum. So I want quality people as a business. I wanna compete. So what am I gonna have to do? Well, I, I gotta raise my price, not my, I gotta raise my price in the sense of what I'm willing to pay somebody else. So now all of a sudden, you know, I'm not saying I necessarily go to 25, maybe I try at 20. Okay, I'm getting a little bit better people, but they're still kinda you know, hit and miss. Well, you know what, let's just go big. I, you know, I'm gonna do the numbers, I'm gonna run, okay, well, I mean, I can afford if I get quality people in here to pay them 27 bucks, so let's just go to 27. Let me, uh, let me uh, overbid that other company. And all of a sudden, oh, oh what, what's Clay doing? Oh, he just stole that person. And when I did my interview with that person, they said the reason they didn't choose uh, you know, them and they chose Clay was because, well, Clay offered a better package. He offered you know, health insurance, he offered 401k stuff, and he offered me $27 an hour. So that's why I went with Clay. Now what's that other company gonna do? Well, I gotta get competitive. And that's how the labor market should work. If you just get regulations out of the way and let people decide for, for whatever reason, the government thinks that unless they tell you, you know, tell companies that they have to pay a certain amount, that companies are just gonna be like, fine, we're gonna do like three bucks an hour. I mean, I'm sorry, and maybe I'm being irrational, I don't think I am, but I give the human race, I give people more credit than anybody going and you know, paying for, or allowing somebody to buy their time for two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight bucks an hour. Now, if you were doing something very, very minimal as a high school kid, yeah, maybe it is seven or eight dollars. But I mean, you're, you're getting experience, you're learning some skills, even if the skill is just how to wake up and show up someplace on time, how to shake somebody's hand, but there's skills to be done there. So to me, that is the primary reason, more of so the philosophical reason why I'm against the minimum wage because I'm, I'm, I'm a purist in the sense of the market will take care of itself, especially in the labor market, because like I said, I assume that humans, I give humans credit and I think humans, can figure out, let's see, do I wanna, do I wanna you know, get $5 an hour or do I wanna go and make $15 an hour? I don't think anybody needs you know, to ensure that a certain price is paid. But let's just say, Clay, 
You are a greedy capitalist savage. I can't believe you are against the minimum wage. I can't believe that you just think the market's gonna work itself out. Well, I mean, it, the market does work itself out. Here, here's why the minimum wage doesn't work anyways. Here's why you know a living wage or you know some of those things are never going to work out. And this is not really an opinion. This is just math. This is just economics. If you understand supply and demand at a very elementary level, you would see why this doesn't work. So let's just set up the, the context. Let's say that the argument is people should be able to buy that banana, but enough people cannot buy that banana. That banana is too expensive, but bananas are good for you. Everybody should be able to buy that banana. So because bananas are good for you and because some people cannot afford that banana, we are going to establish a minimum wage. We are gonna establish some sort of living wage that ensures that people can buy that banana. Now on the surface, wow, like you're, you're like a knight in shining armor. That banana is healthy for people. Some people can't afford that banana. So you're gonna ride in with your, you know, your, your nice and shiny armor and say, you know what? I'm gonna make it so you can buy that banana. I'm gonna make it so everybody can buy that banana because bananas are good for you. Wow, that sounds, that sounds very admirable. I, 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 but here's the problem. Let's get through all the crap because that's what that is. That's total crap. And here's the thing. Okay, are bananas unlimited? No, they, they are not unlimited. They are a finite source, meaning they have a limit to them. So what happens if all of a sudden, a whole lot more people can afford that banana. And once again, because bananas are good for you, not only can those people afford them, they're gonna go and buy that banana. So now you have even more people buying the banana because they have more money and because it's good for them. What is that gonna do from a supply versus demand situation? You have a limited supply of something, but all of a sudden, you have a whole bunch of demand that hits. Basic economics, well that is gonna shift prices upwards because bananas are now in higher demand, things that are higher in demand are going to rise in price. Very basic stuff. By no means am I trying to insult your intelligence, but very, very basic stuff as far as supply and demand. You have a limited, you know, you have a limited resource and now all of a sudden you have more people that can afford that resource and therefore more people that want it so you have more buyers, you have more demand, that is gonna cause prices to go up. So what just happened? What did the minimum wage establish? What did the minimum wage accomplish as far as bananas are concerned? Nothing, because now what's the argument? Bananas are good for you, but people can't afford the bananas. But you just, get, but we just raised the minimum wage. Yeah, but bananas, it's, they're too expensive. Those greedy banana farmers, they raise the prices on us. I forget the fact that they have to do a whole lot more work now and a whole lot more everything because you have all these more people that want their bananas. I mean, forget that. I mean, but those greedy banana farmers, I can't believe they raise prices. Well, you know what? Let's make it so people, uh, let's make it affordable then. Time to raise the minimum wage. Time to raise the living wage. So it gets raised again. And what, is it, what happens? Well, the same exact thing, right? 
because bananas are good for you, because a lot of people want bananas, and now once again, a lot of people can afford bananas, what's gonna happen? A lot of people are gonna go and buy bananas. Once again, nothing has changed. Supply and demand, prices are going on up. And going on up. So there's one of two things here. Either you just say, you know what? We gotta let the market just do its thing instead of trying to manipulate it. <laughs> because that's the funny part is, you can try to manipulate the market, but there's some other thing that's going to come from the market that results in, well, kind of an anticlimactic type of way. Once more, I'm not arguing the, uh, you know, the philosophical argument here about, well, Clay, that's not very nice. You should make bananas affordable for everybody. I agree. Do you know how you make bananas the most affordable for everybody? You stop putting in a bunch of regulations. You stop putting in a bunch of restrictions. You force things to just act in a normal way and guess what is gonna happen to prices? Well, prices are gonna go down and the market will just take care of itself in that manner because sure, you can make it where people can afford something temporarily. Let's just say, well, people can't afford the rent. So now instead of bananas, just plug in rent. Okay, well, now a bunch of people can afford rent. Well, if you have a bunch of rooms or you have a bunch of houses that you rent out, and you're getting applications just pouring on in because a bunch of people need housing and a bunch of people want housing because they can now afford it and you're just getting pouring in. I mean, it, you would be like, well, I might as well, wow, this is crazy. I, I, I'm gonna raise some prices because I, this, is, this is overwhelming. I am taking a risk with my money, real estate. Always remember that about a business. They have taken a risk. There was no guarantee that that business was ever going to succeed. So therefore, they are totally justified in raising prices because they're the ones that took the risk. So same with real estate. Well, you know, I, I took a pretty big risk. I bought this piece of crap. I put a bunch of money into fixing it up. I actually created jobs to fix it up. I had to hire a plumber and a painter and a drywaller, an electrician and a roofer and a concrete guy because the stairs and driveway were falling apart. So I put a lot of money into this. I risked a lot because who knows? Maybe something else could have happened and I would have just been out of all that money. So given I took a lot of risk, uh, yeah, I am gonna raise rent prices. But why am I raising rent prices? Well, because I'm getting more applications. Why am I getting more applications? Well, because more people can afford um, to you know, pay my current rent. Why can more people afford to pay my rent? Well, because some sort of intervention occurred that allowed more people to, to pay for it, which is good, I get it. I mean, that philosophically, oh, that's so sweet. But economically, it doesn't work out. And that's, that is the, uh, the other reason why the minimum wage, it just, it sounds so good. But have you ever heard the term inflation? If you're not from, inflation just means prices expand over time. Here is one reason why over time prices just keep getting higher and higher and higher. Because the more you, you, know, you, you give people to afford stuff, it just cancels everything out because, well, you're just gonna cause prices to go even higher. Because the more people that want it, well, they're gonna go get it. And because people that are in business took risk to build that business, took time to build that business, they're totally justified to raise those prices. Well, well, that's not very nice. I don't care that they took a risk. They already got plenty of money now. They've made their money. Well, you know what? This is what we're gonna do then. We're gonna put a price control on those bananas. Mr. Banana, Mrs. Banana Farmers, you cannot raise your prices past and then insert a number. What has that just done? 
And that is totally decentivized business owners. And in the big picture, at some point, that is going to make banana farming just not profitable. And if something's not profitable, then why would anybody continue to risk their money in that business if they know that, well, it doesn't even make sense because there's price controls. You have all these people that want bananas, but you can only charge that amount. So, I mean, what's the point? And then what happens? Well, bananas, there's not as many bananas. So now let's go back to economics 101. If supplies go down, but demand stays the same, what's that gonna do? Well, technically prices should go up. But in this case, there's price control, so prices can't go up, so there's just literally less and less bananas over time. Once again, I'm not arguing the fact, oh, that does sound good. We're gonna control prices. That way, those greedy corporations can't nickel and dime you know, little Betty Sue and, uh, you know, Billy Bob and, you know, Clay and uh, his wife, Abby, you know, they, they're not going to take advantage of it. Okay, that sounds good. That sounds really good, actually. But it doesn't work. Businesses go into business because there is incentive. The incentive is unlimited upside potential. I mean, think about it. That's awesome to think that you could go and start a business and then if it just, boom, that you have unlimited upside potential, that's awesome. But if you introduce some sort of price control, there is now no more upside potential. I mean, there is still some, but it becomes very gray. It becomes very, it's just sketchy. That's not good. That's not what you want to see. So first off, it just, it doesn't work. But let's get back to the, the, the starting point in terms of mentalities. What kind of mentality is a minimum wage anyways? It's, I need somebody else to prop me up. I need somebody else to hold me up. I need somebody else. I need somebody else. I need somebody else. Not the person in the mirror. I need somebody else. I don't agree with that. I think that if you're still, I know for sure if that if you're still listening to this, that you are more than capable. If you don't agree with what I'm saying, you're probably sending me like a hate tweet right now or you're probably emailing me or who knows what you're doing. But if you're still listening, then I'm assuming that you are full bore with, yeah, I don't need, I don't want somebody to prop me up. I just want unlimited upside potential. As long as the government is creating unlimited upside potential, meaning you know they're protecting us, which is good. They're, they're building me some roads. Hey, I have no problem with roads. It's nice to have roads to, you know, you can definitely take advantage and you know get more efficiency if you have good roads. You know, I wanna make sure that just basic stuff. If my business catches on fire, it'd be nice if a fire or uh, you know the fire department showed up. If somebody like tries to rob my business, I would love for police officers to show up. So I mean, yeah, but just keep some basic ground rules to allow the unlimited potential to happen and just let everything, I mean, that's the mentality that I have. That's the mentality that I hope you have. If you don't, it, it's time to get it. But this whole, I need somebody else to prop me up. I need somebody else to do something for me, it's just not the way to go. Now, of course, if you're saying, I need somebody else who's been there and done that, and I, I, you know, I, I want to try to make my route as efficient as possible, then that's much different. Saying, hey, you know what? You, you've been there, you've done it, you've done some dumb things. You know, can you guide me? Can you just help me out? Can you mentor me? Well, yeah, that's sure, that is somebody else helping you. But that's much different than, hey, will you just give me a bunch of money? Hey. Will you just, you know, do some sort of 
regulation, then all of a sudden, for me doing nothing different, I'm just all of a sudden making more money. That's the other thing I really have a problem with. Think about that. People literally do nothing different and then all of a sudden they're making more money. Well, those people aren't paid enough in the first place. Says who? What's enough? Define enough. And that's a serious question. That's what it drives me that well, those people aren't making enough anyways. Well, what is enough? I need to, enough to pay their lights, their rent, food on the table. Okay, we're starting to narrow things down. But anybody that says they're not getting paid enough, I want to see their budget. Oh, look, Netflix. Oh, the latest iPhone, huh? No, this is not all the cases. I'm not saying this in all cases, but, and I'm not the smartest person, but I've taken a couple statistics classes back in, back in the day. And I know that the way the numbers align, a lot of these people that, well, they're not paying me enough. Their definition of enough is a little murky because I, I'm pretty, I agree people should have the necessities covered, but, and, but here's the thing, there's plenty of jobs in the free market that will cover the necessities. But what happens a lot of times is somehow the necessities become the latest gadget, they become you know, the premium you know, TV shows, they become all these things which like, I'm pretty sure are not the necessities. They become Avengers Endgame, and that comes up because um, it is Thursday when I'm recording this, May 2nd, and my wife, we're going out date night tonight to see Avengers Infinity War. No, Avengers Endgame, I'm so excited. But is that really a necessity? I mean, do I really want to go? Do you really want to go? Apparently, a lot of people wanted to go. I think the number was record-setting 1.2 billion worldwide sales. But is that movie really a necessity? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you can't have fun in life. I'm not saying you can't go and do stuff like that. But when you stop and think about it, I'm not quite sure that a lot of these things that are deemed a need, well, it, you know, it, it's not enough. Well, that, that, is, that is, if you wanna have that uh, debate with me, I'm full bore, I will tell you my strategy up front will be, okay, we gotta start to define enough. And then from there, you know, what I would propose is enough for me is paying for the necessities. And then from there, let's see. And I am willing to wager that if we can agree on the necessities, you know, food, roof over your head, uh, clothing and some food, that we, we could get things nailed down where essentially, if you're willing to work hard, if you're willing to break a sweat, if you're willing to get dirty, if you're willing to uh, you know, learn some sort of trade or skill, I, I'm, I'm very confident that uh, there's an opportunity out there for you to be able to get, get, what, get enough, get your necessities covered. I'm not, I would never debate the fact that they're gonna be able to have the latest gadget, did, latest gadget with the coolest new brand clothes and you're gonna be able to go and see movies all the time or go out to eat all the time. I'm not, I would never debate that, but remember the premise of my argument is not based around those because those are not needs. They're, 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 they're nice, but they're not needs. I don't know how I went down that rabbit hole. How did I get down there? Uh, I was, oh yeah, if, you know, if, if a company wants to pay somebody you know, a certain amount, well, companies, you know, don't, they don't do enough anyways. So that, that, there we go. That's how I went down that rabbit hole. At the end of the day though, and looking at the time, I'll probably just come back and do the other article uh, next week just because uh, I don't want, I, gotta, I got other stuff I have to do. I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, um, but for my other company, we're doing a, a total relaunch of the site, uh, rebranding, pretty much the site from the ground up has been gone through and reworded and I, there's a ton of stuff. So I'm busy 
and uh, you know I gotta watch the the time here, so I, I I gotta keep moving, and I don't want this to go over. So and when I haven't even touched this other article, so we'll kind of maybe do like a two parter. But this first mentality here, come, please, please, the only way to make progress forward is you gotta look yourself in the you know mirror and say, you know how do I get there? What do I need to do in order to get to where I want to go? And the, this whole if your answer is well. You know, if I vote for this person, they're promising they're gonna get me more money by raising the minimum wage. I get it, that sounds good, I get it. It seems like it's free money, but it's not free money. Banana prices are gonna go up, and it's not rocket science. It's not some sort of black magic. It's simple supply and demand, and the only reason you can, way you can stop that problem is to put price controls. But now when you do price controls, that just creates a whole, whole nother other can of worms. So the, the only way that you're going to get what you want to get is, as I've said time and time again, figure out what do you want to get? What is your number that it's going to allow you to live happily? Like I said, if you want the latest gadget, awesome. If you want the, the greatest uh, you know, brand name clothes, awesome, good for you. If you want to see Avengers Endgame twice a day for the next month, awesome. I'll probably join you for a couple because I, 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 I'll totally geek out with you. If you want to go on vacations twice a year, three times a year, Awesome, good for you. I'm like, if you want to drive a, a real nice car, awesome, good for you. But figure, what is all that going to cost? Again, I don't. That's great for you. I, I like the mentality. But what's what's your number? What's the number that it's going to take to to be able to do all that stuff? Okay, you got that number. Now figure out where you going here on the path. There's a break in the path. You know the number. There's two pathways that you can now choose. One is, well, geez, I, I, I hope the government, I hope some sort of regulation comes in and props me up, pushes me forward so I can get to that number. Or you can take the other path and be like, okay, that's the number. What do I got to do to get there? What do I have to do to get there? Not what does somebody else have to do to push me along, but what do I have to do? Yeah, it very well may recover you to get your hands dirty. Yeah, it very well may, uh, you know, include you needing to go and learning a new skill that you don't know. I'm not saying it's an easy path to be on, but it's an unlimited potential path. It's a path that can get you to that number that you wanna to get to. Those are the paths I wanna be on. I don't wanna be on paths that are controlled. I don't wanna be on paths where it's a, you know, a circular argument where it sounds good on the surface because, oh, this person is trying to help me, but it doesn't work. And once again, this is, I don't say this is not an opinion in a cocky way. I say in a, a very numerical, mathematical way. One of the, just, why do, why do prices go up? Why do, you know, if you hear your parents talk, when I was a kid, you could buy a hamburger for 15 cents. Well, why do, I don't even think that, here's one for me, and I depend on your age. Who remembers the dollar menu at McDonald's? Honestly, who remembers the dollar menu at McDonald's? I don't think it exists anymore. If it does, there's like maybe two items on it, and that probably depends on where you live. But that's just in a situation of inflation. Because yeah, when you have more people that can afford dollar menu items, well then why would McDonald's, why would fast, why would they keep it at a dollar? If there's more people that can afford it, let's go to buck 25. And they do good, they, good, they do good marketing though. What is it? It's like two for, I don't know, they, but they, they now try to twist it. I always found it fascinating how they phased out the dollar menu and they did it with some interesting marketing tactics, but that's why they're McDonald's and worth billions of dollars because uh, they have invested into people and purchased those people's time that are really good at marketing. But 
I get it. Uh, and this, and depending on you know some people's viewpoints, they are gonna think I'm the biggest scumbag ever. All I would say is just consider the economics behind it. Consider the elementary supply and demand. That's all I'm gonna ask. I'm not, if I had it my way, yeah, that'd be great. Everybody can get that banana and that banana, it, it will just remain there. But bananas, yeah, it's not air, right? It's not, I was gonna say, but even water's not unlimited te technically. So that, that, would, that would not be a good example. But So that's my viewpoint on things. And like I said, I'll come back and talk about this other mentality, uh, more of the uh, let's get it done mentality because there was the, the bathroom article I didn't even get to. Um, but I'll get to that next week. So let me know your thoughts though. Hopefully I didn't rub you, well, if I rubbed you the wrong way, then like I said, if you can show me some sort of economic model or if you can show me that prices have remained relatively uh, even over the years, um, then that would be great, but they haven't. They haven't because when you pump a bunch of money into the economy, and a way to pump money into the economy is, you know, with, with these minimum uh, wages and living wages, you know, that's what's gonna happen. Prices go up. So those are my thoughts. But if you are definitely listening right now, then I already know you're on the path where you want the path of unlimited potential. So yeah, get out there and start to make the most of it. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening. Before I go, I wanna just make your attention to a few things. First off, if you enjoyed the show, then make sure to help us out in the iTunes, especially if you could leave us a rating, that goes a long way and just assists me in getting the word out there and I, I genuinely would appreciate it. Second, if you find yourself either in debt or just feeling like your, your personal finances are kind of out of control or could be much more efficient, then I would encourage you to go to moneywithclay.com and check out the slab money method. That is the course that I put together as a former process engineer that outlined every single step, step by step by step with documentation, with forms to fill out, that'll put you on the path, the exact path I use to pay off $163,000 of debt and get myself to the point where not only am I debt free, but I am now able to build wealth and build wealth in an efficient uh, manner. So if you're curious and interested in that, again, moneywithclay.com and that is the slab money method. And no, this is not all some massive sales pitch when I say that it works, it truly does. And I back that up with more than words. My action behind those words is that course comes with a one year money back guarantee. So if you try it out and you're not making any progress, you're not seeing any progress, then I will refund you the cost of the course, which is very minimal to begin with. And then finally, make sure to check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, just look up for Money With Clay and you will see us there. Again, thanks for hanging out. I'll see you back next episode.